Hello everybody and welcome back to Human Nutrition and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm quite excited about this podcast that we've got today. So I've got Tom with us and Tom's somebody who I've not worked with at all. Tom's somebody who's just been following along on social media and has been picking up everything I've been putting down hopefully and hopefully everything's been making sense to him and we'll find out today the journey he's been on and whether or not it's helped him and and what sort of things he's been picking up on, really. If, if you just want to introduce yourself, Tom, tell everyone a little bit about your background and why you decided to pick up the nutrition baton as you did. Yeah, no worries. Hi, I'm Tom. Um, I'm 38 years old. Uh, like I said, I used to go to school um, with Matt. I work in a, a coffee roastery, um, roasting the, the raw uh, coffee beans and tasting them. So generally all day I'm just um, drinking coffee uh, <laughs> for most of it. Um, uh, yeah, and um, I've been um, following the podcast um, quite uh, closely as well. Um, I think it's helped me on a mental and physical um, level. Um, uh, I think um, a few years ago is when it all really started. Um, um, yeah, let us, let us know, you know, the, the journey you've been on, start at the beginning. Tell us, like, where was you before and where was you, it was you sort of, putting a lot of weight or was you why did you pick up the nutrition why do you think that's a good idea maybe I should go for this yeah um, I've always had a um, bit of um, what you say puppy fat around the stomach area and that um, generally I used to be quite active going to the gym a lot um, but I was always um, still felt tired all the time um, like I'd be trying all these protein powders and pre-workout powders and like um just generally, even driving to the gym was a struggle, trying to keep awake in in, in the car. And that. you were thinking, surely this can't be it. Yeah, surely yeah, this yeah. can't be what's going on. I need to figure out what's happening with my body here, and I need to figure out is there another way. So then you've probably looked at nutrition and thought, is it nutrition? Yeah. Um, again, um, around about that time as well, there was a lot of um, it was quite busy at work, a lot of change at work, and problems at home as well so I was getting stressed at work coming home there was lots of stress at home just no like respite and yeah kind of like just um, a bit like kind of brain fog you just can't really think straight and then so really he was on uh, he was on like a bit of a downward spiral yeah. in a way he, yeah he, he was just kind of carried Carried on, carried on, carried on. Yeah. Carried on. And luckily for you, Tom, yeah. you thought, right, I'm going to grab this bull by the arms. You know, I'm going to. This can't be how life's going to be yeah. because there's so many people out there in the same situation that you were. So many people getting up every day, going through the grind, going to the nine to five, suffering with potentially some men mental problems. Thinking, is this, you know, how things are? I'm always tired. I'm always cranky. I always have this brain fog that you mentioned. Lots of people out there feel the same way. So don't think that, you know, anybody yeah. listening to it at the moment, if they're in that situation where Tom was, you know, don't think you're alone. There's plenty of people out there doing it. And I'm so pleased that you managed to turn things around. You picked up nutrition, you picked up human nutrition lifestyle, and you thought, right, I'm going to, like I say, grab this bull by the arms and go for it. So what was the initial thing then that sort of helped you dig yourself out of the hole? For starters, um, obviously, a lot of good um, friends at work, they took a lot off me at work, so I wasn't, there wasn't, I didn't have to make too many decisions at work, and as well, the lock, <laughs> ironically, the lockdown um, helped as well, 
um, I wasn't having to think about going out places or anything. I was just stuck at home. Work went really quiet. And then, yeah, I was, um, again, I've, another friend at work, he's always um, into his different fad diets and, and stuff. And he was always saying, oh, you should, you should go cannabis, you should go cannabis. And I'm like, oh, he's talking like a rubbish. I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's on about. And then obviously I found the, your, you put your page on and I was like, uh, surely I'll have a look in, into this with all the, the um, uh, recipes and everything. And listening to the podcast, I started to like, just think, I'm like, well, I've tried, I need to try something. So let's um, try this like um, way, of eat, way of eating. So was you beforehand then? Let's let's try and build a picture. Yeah. Was you beforehand then? Perhaps eating a lot of processed food and um, oh, yeah, a lot of yeah. snacks yeah, uh, and yeah. and maybe lots of cereals, grains, things like that for your breakfast. Was you constantly eating a lot all the time? Yeah, I'd be trying to eat like the old. Well, you have to eat every two to two to three hours. And bowls of pasta for dinner, breakfast cereals, and and then at work as well. If I was working a late shift, I might not cook anything, and then. Um, there'd be the snack drawer with um, chocolate and crisps and just having a pack of crisps to get me through through the day saying oh it's only a pack of crisps I can I can burn this I'll burn this off it's only a pack of crisps yeah and then it's I'm it's, sure you know like you say from listening to podcasts and things you're just chasing your tail all the yeah, time yeah. aren't you you know you, that constant roller coaster of yeah I'll have the crisp I'm up I feel better yeah. that's it it's filled the hole I'm okay and then before you even know it you're right back down and back into the hole again yeah. so you've not done anything other than give yourself a bit of a sugar high and a bit of a sugar rush and got no nutrition at all from that, you know, nothing that your body actually wants. So hopefully when you first picked up the human nutrition lifestyle bat and you started to listen to my podcast and you start to look at social media and that, you picked up the fact that nutrition is in the real food, the generally the animal produce and, and things that you cook at home, not the snacks, not all the processed food, not all the convenience food, the real food. So hopefully then you started to introduce that. I did, yeah, yeah. Um, so first off, it was just cooking everything myself. There, there was um, maybe at the weekend I'd make pizza, but I'd make it myself. So I'd usually just mix basically the flour and water and put the cheese on and everything. And then that's kind of how I gently started. Because um, normally yeah, I'd just go to like Tesco's and buy a, buy a frozen pizza from there. like. Um, so yeah, I started with that, and then getting the recipes from from the website, um, and it's things um, I quite in, enjoy eating as well, like the, the lasagna, cooking that, um, yeah, and just started to feel a lot better in myself and clearer, and started exercising more again, um, started running. Well, we start, I started off running, um, built that up. Um, and yeah, it just felt a lot easier to do to do everything. Like that's right. I mean, you was getting the proper nutrition for a change. Yeah. Your body was all yeah. all of a sudden yeah. probably yeah. waking up. Yeah. You know, waking up to the fact that hang on a minute, thanks Tom. You know, you're giving starting yeah. to give me some proper vitamins, proper minerals here that I can work with. And lots of people when they first start off, they find that they find that hang on a minute. You know, my body's waking up instead of being in that brain fog and that real down, down, down spiral that you mentioned 
just wakes you up, picks you up, think, hang on a minute, I can do this. Mm. You know, lots of people who start on a on a real food nutrition start to p- actually pick up exercise, even if they've not done it before, start to think, oh, yeah, I can do this, you know, because your body starts to tell you that you can do it because you start to feel a lot better in doing it. So in your journey then, how did the, let's let's go back to the person at work who's got to give you that gentle <laughs> little nudge. I always think there's somebody there in the background who always needs to give you that gentle little nudge. And what did he say to, to your newfound uh, nutrition? He, he was very um, encouraging because um, I think he's he he's on the same kind of um, diet because he lis- I think he listens to the same kind of, like the people who I'm following now on Instagram, he, he followed the same kind of people as well. So now, Tom, where, where are you now then? It's, it's been, it looks, sounds to me like it's been a perfect journey for you at the moment. You was dug down in a deep hole. Somehow somebody reached down. You've got to be grateful to Kieran, did <laughs> yeah. you say? Reached down, helped you climb the ladder, and hopefully I've given you some information which has helped you along the way as well. So now, today, having said that, you've come a long journey. You've done it step by step. You used to get in your kitchen, make your pizzas, you know, and then refine that as you've gone, which is a great way to go because if somebody was just to jump straight from processed food straight into the kitchen trying to do, let's say, keto food or something, they'd be like, well, hang on a minute. You know, so it's a great step that you've gone. You've just thought, right, I'm not bothered about how I'm going to make it. I'm just going to make it in the middle. Let's, like, let's just get rid of the processed food and let's just look at making something in the kitchen, which is great. And then you've refined it into better things to make in the kitchen. So now, where would you say you are now? Um, so now, um, I'm quite probably carnivore heavy. Um, a lot of a lot of animal produce, um, uh, meat, and, and dairy. Um, so the way I the way I try and look at things now is um, some of the things I used to enjoy that weren't quite as healthy. Can I make them in a a real food? Kind of way, um, like the um, pan, the pancakes recipe that so the lasagna recipe as I said, um, uh, started fast, uh, worked my way with fasting as well. Um, when you say that you're carnivore based and you're animal produce based, is that something that you've uh, felt out by yourself? Do you feel better doing that, or are you just somebody who's gone right? In my frame of mind, what I want to do is I want to prioritize all the foods that are more nutrient dense, all the foods that are going to give me the best bang for my buck. Or have you thought, well, maybe I don't really like the taste of vegetables, or you, that's just the way you've gone? Yeah, I mean, I've never really um, had a taste of vegetables. Uh, it's always been everybody saying you must eat, eat veg, and it's kind of a side. Some, some veg, um, but now, yeah, I'll probably have an extra steak, maybe, or occasionally I'll, I'll, I'll mix it up and maybe have a, um, a plate with sweet potatoes and some um, asparagus on it, and uh, now and again. But generally, it's yeah, there's a couple of nice juicy snakes on the plate. And... Yeah, prioritizing <laughs> your prioritizing your animal protein, yeah. which which is great. Um, not only for I'm sure it's how you feel, not only for that, but you, you're getting the maximum nutrient density out of that. So you're getting all the vitamins and all the minerals that your body could need. And I like the way you also say often you supplement with a little bit of sweet potato or asparagus as well, because to go full carnivore, I believe as a lifestyle nutrition, it's not 100% 
viable. I don't think, I, I think it's great as a reset. If you was to reset somebody and say, okay, what we're going to do is going to reset. You're going to take all the carbohydrates away and we're going to focus on carnivore. I think that's a great nutrition to have as a, as a reset as your friend at work perhaps does. But long-term, if you're talking nutrition lifestyle, which I always talk to sustain it for, for a lifestyle is very, very difficult and you've got to be very, very strict. And as I've spoke about lots of times, it's not about being that 100% perfect. It's about being 90% yeah. of the of the way there. And then the extra 10% is whatever you want it to be. You know, it's your life, it's your lifestyle, it's your nutrition. So just make sure you prioritize the 90% and, and, and get that right. I'm sure that's what you do. And you mentioned early on that you used to do a little bit of exercise. So do you do exercise now? Yeah, I'm a regular at the, at the gym again. Um, so when I got up to... 10k um running i kind of said i'll get i'll run to 10k and then that I'll, the gym started to open then so then i moved on to doing more like resistance uh, weight training uh, and again the difference from doing it from 2006 to 2014 eight years and having people at work going do you even go to the gym like, and now i've been going for about six months on a program and each time it's the weights are increasing, not feeling as tired af after the, the gym. Um, I mean, the day after I can just get on uh, um, with life as normal. Normally I'm, it takes me, took me three hours to get out of bed and now it's <laughs> straight out of bed doing my walk, morning exercises and straight on, on to work. It's, yeah. Have you managed to um, design your own nutrition around your exercises then? Do you... Do you um, protein before, after? Do you carbohydrate load or anything like that? Um, so before workout days, I tend to try and uh, protein uh, load up before and a bit of carbs. Um, so um, on the tend to have some yogurt and natural honey um, before workouts. Usually the honey is the the carb source. Um, that's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Paul Saladino. Paul, Paul Saladino, Saladino yeah. He's, he's, yeah. The, he's the carnivore guy that um, I tried to get on the podcast. I've been in contact with him, but he's a very busy guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, he actually was a carnivore for a long, long time. But if you listen to him now, he has included things like honey and berries and fruits and he does admit that some some days he'll have up to 200 grams worth of carbohydrates, which is still quite low carbohydrates, consider, you know, comparing it to somebody on a processed food diet. Um, but because he works out a lot, you know, you need to supplement it mm. with the carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not always the devil. The processed carbohydrates are the devil, but the real food carbohydrates, like you say, will help you get more out of your gym sessions. So I'm pleased you found that out too. <laughs> yeah, um, and you can really feel it when... Um... Like a, a few weeks, um, if you're on fairly low carbon calories, you can get tired during like the workout. And this week, I've kind of loaded up. I think at the weekend, I just ate like I don't know how much I ate. Just constant, just and then went to the gym this week, and it was like oh, I've moved everything up a set of weights, and then it's like oh, this is actually this is quite easy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think what you're trying to explain there is your metabolic flexibility yeah. because 
lots of people out there are just constantly fueling on carbohydrates but when you do as you've done and you've introduced fasting and you've introduced a lot more fat and protein into your nutrition then you start to be able to burn body fat a lot easier and a lot better and a lot more efficient and because you're able to do that then when you do introduce your carbohydrates you can also use them a lot more efficiently as well instead of just having the big sugar rush and storing away all the, the glucose into glycogen and, and eventually as body fat then that helps you be more metabolically flexible and you can go for longer periods of time if you're doing endurance or you can potentially lift more and feel better in the gym like like, you, like yourself. So it's, it's great that you've come over to the metabolic flexibility yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. And tell us a little bit about how you feel now then compared to obviously how you felt um, back, at the, back at the start when you was explaining to us that you was having all those uh, days when sometimes you was going to veer your car off the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell us a bit about how it's managed, how it's done things good mentally for you. Um, yeah, everything um, just seems really, um, like obviously the brain um, fog's gone. I can think uh, clearly now. Um, there's not any real snapping back at people, like over silly things, and then wondering why why you've, you've done it. Um, and um, yeah, if anything um, happens at work where it might stress me out again, it's just kind of like, well, I mean, is it really a big deal? And just go to work, get on with it, come home, and, and can relax a lot, a lot, a lot better. Um, have them, you have the time to think and just, just relax. Because of the level blood sugar that you've got. You're on more of a level playing ground. You aren't spiking up. You aren't giving your brain lots of dopamine hits to go off on one with. You know, you're having a nice level playing ground. Your body knows what's going on. It feels like it doesn't have to overreact to things. And nutrition's a really big part of the mental game as well. I like to highlight that. And, you know, if you can get your nutrition and your lifestyle all in one key, all singing or dancing, it really will help with your mental game. If anybody's listening to this really suffering with depression or anything like that, then have a look at your nutrition. I'm not saying it's a fix-all, mend-all, but it's worth a go. You know, it's better than going to the doctors and in prescribing you whatever it is that they prescribe. You know, let's, let's pick out an easier way. Let's go towards nutrition. Take out those rubbish out of your, your diet, put in the real food, let's see what happens. And you're a good example of that, Tom. Please, you brought that up today. Because obviously, it's still, you know, it's still one of those, in air quotes, sort yeah. of things that people don't talk about a lot. But it's great to, to get it out there and to say, you know, look at look at what's going on in your life. Do you feel a little, like you're a little bit under the cosh? Look at nutrition. It's great that you've done that. Yeah. So well, you, you did it. You did say a little bit about fasting and to take us through um, a normal day or a normal week that like you do. Do you introduce fasting a lot? Do you do the same kind of fasting, or do you just do it as and when? Um, I try and eat in a eight eight hour win six to eight hour window uh, sometimes that's a, a bit hard especially on a, a gym day i think it depends what what i'm doing um so if if i'm going to the gym i'll probably try and eat later on maybe midday early afternoon and that ends up being eating after the gym at night so that's quite quite late um but then the next day i might start in the morning and then finish it around dinner time so I've got that um, from then until the next day to uh, to fast all the other other times I may move that window the next day again so it's the same kind of uh, window 
Um, and then now and again, I'll probably, if I'm feeling a bit under the weather sometimes, um, I might do a 24 hour uh, fast. I think the most I got to was a 30 hour fast. I think that's the most I've done so far. <laughs> no, but it's great. I love the way you're doing it because lots of people say, yeah, I do 16, eight, or, and, and they'll choose the same eight hours to, to eat in or, or the same 16 hours to fast. And they'll go by that religiously and then they'll wonder why they're not getting the benefits that potentially they can do from fasting or they might not get into autophagy or they might have hit a plateau, things like that. The best thing you can do and the best thing I always say to people is just mix it up a bit. You know, if you've eaten in the eight hours, later eight hours of the day one day, try eating in the earlier eight hours the next day. You know, mix it up a bit. And you also mentioned... 24-hour ones, if you can throw one of them in every now and again, and that really keeps your body guessing. So it's a great way to do it. Yeah. Before, I think I was getting a lot of stomach acid, um, obviously tasting a lot of coffee, that kind of can flare it up sometimes. And um, obviously it was during that not-so-good time, I was going to the doctors and they were prescribing me like indigestion tablets all the time and they just weren't working, really. I was getting, I was taking the tablets and it was... Um, giving me more heart then, more more indigestion. I'm like, oh, this surely this shouldn't uh, be happening. Um, and yeah, I think it was. I think the first problem was it was actually a muscle issue, um, so the pain was like in my back, and it was kind of radiating through my stomach. So I was going to the doctors with these um, saying, "Oh, I've got stomach problems," and then they're prescribing these tablets. And then, if anything, I think it was probably giving me less stomach acid than I needed, giving me all these problems. Um, it's so frustrating how yeah. that when you do approach a doctor about something, the, the first thought is, what can I prescribe you? You know, it's, it's never first thought. Nobody, no doctor ever asks patients straight away. Well, there is some doctors now, thankfully, that are coming around to that way and thinking, but they don't say, what's your nutrition like? You know, what are you eating? Especially when you go to them with a the problem like stomach acid. First thought should be, well, what you've been putting in your stomach, you know, what what have you been eating? But so unfortunate that they just say, oh, well, I can I can give you this, I can give you this tablet, and you know yourself it doesn't work. And I had a blood pressure monitor at home, and that was like reading quite high, and and then I was eating the little plates of like not much food and just eating slowly, like saying I'll eat food slowly, let it let it digest. And I was like, yeah, I'm still feeling full and bloated. I'm like, oh, this is. Is not not good, and then doing the fasting kind of re reset everything, and it helps a lot um, with the with the stomach issues and 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 like all the muscle pain starting to go. I think that I think that was a lack of min minerals as well. Um, I was always drinking a lot of water, drinking a lot of water to try and combat the dehydration of the coffee, and it was. It all just kind of had an adverse effect. Yeah, your body was trying to pull out vitamins and minerals that it needed to yeah. repair, which, you know, especially protein as well, which was probably lacking in the at the time. And you was giving your stomach more problems that it could yeah. cope with. But introducing real food then, um, you know, it's, it's like I say, I don't often like to say food is medicine, but if you start to introduce the things that your body can pull from, like the vitamins, the minerals, the real stuff, then it will actually help you 
with autoimmune diseases or, or, or stomach problems or anything, muscle problems, anything like that, it will help towards. It's obviously not a cure. You know, someone not saying to somebody out there, um, if you've got a muscle problem, change your nutrition, it'll fix it. You know, doctors are great and always go see a doctor, seek advice. But yourself, like you have done, think about what you're putting in your body. Think about what's going in there. What's it doing? Is the nutrition... You know, are you getting the best from what you're putting in your mouth? You know, that's that's the main thing to take away from that. Something I do want to touch on with you, Tom, is going back a little bit to the start. A lot of people find it difficult to do the actual transition. To You know, I've worked with people who have done reset plans. and I've worked with people from four weeks to up to 12 weeks where people have really, really struggled at the beginning to, to come off the processed food. They've they've said, oh, I just I just need that bar of chocolate or I just need that glass of wine or I just need that pizza. I need that fix of a bit of processed food what I've always had. So you've said to us that you gradually sort of cook things at home yourself, but how did you go about kicking the sugar, as it were? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say cheated, but um, <laughs> I'd like, obviously, I like a um, dark, I have a bit of dark chocolate every every now and again so I've tried the 95% and um, I've found a 85% co- cocoa one and um, I kind of just made it like a, a dessert for after instead of having a nice sugary um, dessert chocolate bar after which I probably would have um, or buy a bit of cheesecake from um, the supermarket um, I just I whipped some double cream up melted the chocolate into it and just use that as a sweet um, fix really and started adding a bit of soft cheese and um, honey into sweet sweeten it up so it's just yeah it's just like a cheesecake without the without the cake at the bottom pretty much just like a mousse I have after after the um, after a main meal and that keeps me um, kept me um, sweet tooth at, at bay really and and the more real food I ate I just didn't feel the need to have anything a lot of people will won't be able to do that so i i admire your willpower (laughs) to be able to do that and uh you know like you say though it is true that you add more real food into nutrition when you want something sweet if you just think well what kind of real foods can i have that are sweet and like you say you mentioned your dark chocolates your greek yogurt berries honey you know if you focus on them sort of things if you want that sweet kick then more often than not it starts to kind of fade away a bit like you say you start to focus more on the the real food and get the nutrition from the real food rather than the sweet stuff that you crave at the beginning like i say a lot everybody's different um, some people can do it straight away like yourself some people take some four weeks six weeks eight weeks 12 weeks you know you really got to give yourself that time that initial reset that time but as i spoke about earlier with carnivore i often say carnivore can be a good reset and when I've worked with other people as well, we've tried keto as a reset, we've tried paleo as a reset, and all kinds of different ways for individuals to reset their metabolism. Lots of people do need a reset. Lots of people need to um, get rid of certain parts, whether it's a carbohydrate, whether it's a, a fat, or whether it's a, a mixture of the both. They do need a reset to begin to become metabolically flexible. You can come across certain things which are known as keto flu i don't know if tom um, experienced any i think i did the first so um uh, going back to the kieran from work we did a little bit um probably about 2015 so we i tried it then 
and I was yeah I got like headaches and like the weird vision and I was like oh god this is this is bad <laughs> and then obviously the problems well the other stuff occurred and it kind of got uh, forgotten about um but this time um yeah I did keep a, like the having sweet potatoes with with um for a side of the meal um but yeah it was quite full on I just said I'm not gonna eat bread or rice or flour or pasta or anything just kind of I think there's still I think there's still some bags of flour and pasta that's been in the cupboard for a, for a while and I've still not been tempted to <laughs> break them out yet <laughs> that's good that's good because uh, I have worked with people who need locks on the cupboard yeah. because yeah. you know it's there so the temptation's too much once you know it's there the, the best thing to do is not have it in your cupboard but I mean again testament to your willpower to still have it in the cupboard yeah. and know it's there and not even go to it that's great um, but really now what I want to know is I want to know like what you've taken away from all the social media things I put out there everything that you know we've messaged each other um, a time or two things you've wanted to know extra um, I want to know like have you been educated to the fact of why you're eating certain things why you're not eating these seed oils why you're not eating um processed foods or are you just thinking well Matthew says this so I'm going to go for it or have you have you even gone to other sources I know you have because you said about Brian and, and Paul and that but have you gone to other sources and found out more information and, and really figured out why you're doing these things and what benefits do they have to your body um yeah um, so I tend to like um gather a lot of opinions um I don't kind of go down one one road I like to um, gather as much information as, as possible um, like me trying to make a decision is a is a quite a hard a, <laughs> a hard thing to to get out out of me um, so yeah I've gone to numerous different sources listening to all the podcasts follow follow the people who you have on the podcasts on on Instagram um, to see what um, they say and yeah generally just want to be healthier, live longer. Um, I remember the story you said about the, I think there was a 96 year old guy who was still skiing at 96 and then that, that, that was it. I just kind of like, yeah, that's, I don't want to be like in a, in a care home. I want to be fully functional and I think that's the thing everybody's got in mind that, well, lots of people really believe that towards the end of your life, the, the, general consensus is it's a downward spiral you know you, you get whatever disease you get you, you pick up something you end up in a care home and then you're just basically surviving at the end of your life and what trying to get across to people which i'm pleased you've picked up on is the fact that you don't have to do that you know you can live your life to the full till you're in, in your 90s till you however old you want to live to just make sure that you're giving your body the chance to thrive right to the end you know you don't who wants to go on a downward spiral towards the end yeah. You know, nobody does, do they? So, but the but the thing is, you've got to pick it up now. Right? It's, it's no good saying, "Well, I'll you know when I'm fifty or sixty, I'll address the problem." You know, I'm just going to enjoy life now. In your twenties, in your thirties, 
yeah, you can get away with a lot metabolically. You can get away with going out and having more nights out and things like that. You, you know, ourselves, when we was younger, you know, you yeah. went out on a night out and then you was ready the next day to go do whatever you wanted. You can get away with a lot when you're younger, but I think, especially us now in our late 30s, you've really got to address the fact that if you don't focus on things now, it's really going to have an impact in the future. Things like the processed food with the seed oils in them, they're basically just destroying all our body cells and, and things like that. If people can just remove those, which are you only ever get industrial seed oils in processed food. So if you re remove the processed food, that's just the one step you have to take to ensure a better future for yourself. So that, that, that's great. That's, that's something you've picked up on from all the information I put down because I, I put all this information down. I don't know who's picking it up. You know, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, well, I'll, I'll put that study out there. I'll show people this. I'll, uh, I'll explain to them why why this works the way it does. And and yeah, it's great to get messages from people, but I'm really happy you're here talking about it today, Tom, because it shows me that people are listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. It's definitely helped. Um, and like you say, um, like, early 30s you, you kind of can't go out as much and you start going on that downward spiral and a lot of people think don't know i'm just getting old it's the way it is and i'm just like i don't want to i don't want to be uh, like that um it, like they're getting diseases i've seen people and family members get like cancer and stuff and like i don't like if there's something i can do to limit my chances then i'll i'll gladly do it. That's great. Is there, is there anything else that you want to talk about today on the podcast, Tom? It's good to come on and get my... I always wanted to get it out there, how the podcast has helped me and everything and what I've been through and just to let people know if you're on, like, feel you're at the, at the bottom, there is a way, there is a way out of it because I've managed it. <laughs> yeah, it was great when you messaged me and you said, look, I really want to come on. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd be... A willing participant to share yeah. my story I, I was all for it and i thought it'd be great to get the perspective of somebody who oh, I, I haven't worked with and, and I, I must stress to you out there i haven't the only contact i've had with tom is he's messaged me a few times through through facebook and through email whatever it was um and just hopefully give him a, a nudge in the right direction here or there but as you can tell from today's podcast tom's took it upon himself been been strong had the willpower to do it and followed all the, all the information we're putting down there and it's been great for me to learn tom's story it's been a really good good story tom and thank you for that and thank you for for this podcast it's been really amazing i've, I've really enjoyed it it's been great it's been great too thanks well there we go as i said in series two of this podcast we're looking at real world experiences and real world people and tom is most definitely one of those He's picked it up just from social media and just from the website and just from all the resources that I put out there for all of you to do. You can all do it. Anybody can pick it up. Just make those little changes in your nutrition for healthier lifestyle choices. And I'm glad Tom did that and he turned his life around and now he's absolutely thriving on an animal-based nutrition, basically just real food. He's adapted his skills in the kitchen and he's really, really thriving. He looks so well. And being able to push himself in the gym as well. So that's a, another bonus on top of everything else. So if you're just out there following along with this podcast, then great. Hopefully it's helping you. But I have got the resources out there on the Facebook group, Human Nutrition and Lifestyle Facebook group. Come and join along um, on Instagram at Human Nutrition Lifestyle. And on Twitter, we are at Human Nutri Life. 
Other than that, there's the website you can take take a look on. I do offer the services. If you want help, you can get help. Check out our services and our shop for that. Just have a first initial chat with me, just to see what's going on in your own life, in your own nutrition, or I can set you up some programs as well. So the website's www.humannutritionlifestyle.com. But other than that, be strong, be happy, and thrive.